Welcome back, marketing mavens. This is Dr. Brenna Murphy, the marketing medic, here to talk to you today about taking your answers to the five critical questions and actually applying them into your day-to-day -day running of your business and serving your customers. Now, those five critical questions, just as a review, were who, who is your customer, what, what are you truly selling them because it is not the thing you're selling, it's a feeling or a transformation or a solution or freedom. But what is that? Why? What is their why for wanting what you're selling? And what is your why for selling it in the first place? And once you get past the and define the answers to the first three of the five critical questions, the last two are so much easier to figure out. And those are how are you delivering your solution, your product, your what, and where. <laughs> the nuts and bolts, is it online? Is it in person? Is it right downtown? Is it near their office? Is it in their house? You know, kind of what is your best way to meet the desires and the needs of your ideal who? So how do you take all that and actually apply it day-to-day -day for your business functionality because I know it's so easy. I've, I've definitely done it. My business partner's definitely done it. We've done it all together. It's so easy to just get caught up in the day-to-day -day firefighting, keep up with life, kind of exciting monotony of running a business. And when you don't have a structure or a strategy, you can find yourself treading water. Um, you know, we definitely have in our business, we're probably about three years in and really having to make some decisions about staying where we were or shutting down or moving locations. Um, and I, you know, myself and my two business partners sort of sat down and looked at each other and were just like, do we want to keep doing this? If we don't, how do we fix it? And this is around the time that we reread E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And it kind of reminded us that there are different roles in successfully running a business. And in each role, you have a different outlook and a different set of strategies and a different set of tactics that you need to apply. Now, we happen to be three people and we happen to naturally fit into different aspects of those roles. But... A lot of you listening are probably solopreneurs or in a small group, or maybe you don't naturally fit into the three different roles, but that does not matter. Knowing what the three roles are and being able to switch hats from one role to the other is what's going to make the difference um, in your ability to kind of, again, make efficient, effective, easy decisions quickly, and then take action on those. So what are the three roles? And there are a few different perspectives on this, but they all they boil down to something similar. So again, Emith Revisited by Michael Gerber is a great book to read. It's not very long. Um, you certainly can audiobook it. But he defines the three roles as entrepreneur, technician, and manager. With the entrepreneur being the visionary, the problem solver, um, the big picture person, the technician being the day-to-day -day doer, and the manager being the one who translates 
between the entrepreneur and the technician, gets the employees on board for the big ideas and makes turns those big ideas into reality. A lot of times we are technicians who decide to open a business without ever truly becoming the entrepreneur. And then we're having to manage ourselves and potentially manage other people, but we're still the technician. And that's where a lot of businesses fail or falter or sometimes just implode because you might be really successful, but you're so overwhelmed with the success of your technician skills because you haven't done the work in the other roles, in the entrepreneur role or the manager role. I like a slightly different view of those three roles. And this actually came out of an interview that I watched with Alex Hermosi, where he said, and unfortunately I can't remember who told him this, but somebody told him that if you want to have a superstar business, you need somebody who's a superstar in basically sales and marketing, getting the money in, somebody who's a superstar in delivering the product, and somebody who's a superstar in basically paying the bills, <laughs> taking care of the details. And those are the roles that I think are easier to connect with and I think are more accurate for today's world. So again, if it's just you playing all those roles, that's common. We have a lot of people in especially small businesses where you're doing all three roles, but knowing which role you're playing at each time is going to make a difference because a technician isn't the one to be, when you have your technician hat on, that's not the time to make management and sales decisions. You may have ideas, jot them down, kind of mentally note them, but know that you don't have your marketing sales hat on. When you have your marketing and sales hat on, you're not gonna be as good of a technician. And then there's some times where you just have to sit down and pay the bills, make sure your taxes are filed, you know, do the due diligence research chore parts of the business. And trying to do that while you're trying to be a technician or trying to do that at the exact same time you're trying to create a marketing campaign is going to be very frustrating. But if you don't have a system and a structure, it's almost inevitable that you will be bouncing between these three roles with multiple times within an hour in your business because you're just dealing with things as they come at you or you have three minutes and you're trying to do a marketing, um, some marketing work, but marketing work takes some more time because it involves creative thinking and data analysis and that just doesn't happen well in a few minutes. Um, you know, and then same thing with trying to pay a bill that sure you can get on and you know, enter in your credit card information and knock out the bill, but are you tracking it? Are you thinking about you know, that bill, does it make sense to pay at this moment? Did you make sure you entered it in your spreadsheet for your taxes? All of that. Additionally to that, the amount of energy it takes to switch tasks is enormous. You lose something like 10 to 15 minutes of kind of productive time every time you switch tasks. So if you have one hour focused on getting the money in the door and the marketing and sales part of running your business, you have just spent 60 minutes getting money in the door, the marketing sales part of your business. If you are in the midst of writing a email campaign and then you switch to paying your power bill, well, now you have lost, you know, even 10 minutes on the low end of that hour 
So now you have spent 50 minutes on productivity and 10 minutes on brain fog. And if you switch again, now you're down to 40 minutes of productivity and 20 minutes of waste. And if you keep switching every few minutes, you basically just eat that hour away to nothing. And this honestly has been probably one of the most consistently frustrating things that my business partner and I experienced in our clinic is having weird gaps between patient visits. It's not really quite enough to do anything, but it's also too much time to do nothing. And it's because of that mental switching, that trying to switch mentally from being in clinician and patient care mode to, hey, let me go on and research the supplement or see what new computer system we use. By the time you mentally switch in one direction, then have to switch out, you basically have eaten the entire break. Um, so one of our efficiency changes we made after we started paying attention to what was frustrating about our day was really working with our receptionists and ourselves to do back-to-back scheduling um, or much more tightly booked schedules with some, you know, breaks slotted in for running over, but really trying our best to avoid big gaps because they ended up just being a complete waste of time. So let's go back to the three hats. Again, those three hats are the person bringing the money in the door, and that is your marketing sales persona. Figuring out your who, what you're selling that who and their why is huge in fueling the efficiency of those marketing and sales messages. Marketing is where to put the messages. Sales is sort of turning the message, most messages into money. And that takes a lot of creativity plus data analysis. Um, a lot of marketing is really, you start with a creative thought, you put it out there, you see how people respond, you tweak the creative thought, and you just keep testing until you hit it and then use that. But again, it's a mix of the design aspect of it, the copywriting aspect of it, and then gathering the data, evaluating the data, and making decisions and taking action on that data, which you want to stay in that mode, um, both for efficiency, but also so you can make better decisions. Now, the technician mode, which is where most of us have already spent a lot of time. This is what we went to school for. This is what we're doing for our customers. This is how we're serving. That you know how to do. Now, the who, the what, the why does inform the how you're going to perform that service, the level of luxury you're going to you know, use and incorporate into your service, or is it more of a value volume situation or somewhere in the middle? Is it about efficiency? Is it about, you know, kind of, we do a lot of telemedicine because it, our patients are served better with that, but maybe it's something where they have to be in person. Maybe you need to be open at eight o'clock at night. So all of that is the technician, both providing the service, but then also the how of providing the service. And then there is the getting the bills paid, taking care of taxes, all of the data part of running a business, the chores of running a business. And we're going to talk in the future about building your business to delegate, not too far in the future, because it's a really important approach to business that will make your life so much easier in the short term and really, really much easier in the long term. 
But this tech, this um, last piece, the getting the bills paid piece, is the easiest to delegate. Um, you know, because this also includes cleaning the toilets, you know, making sure the lights get turned off, changing out light bulbs, like all of the nuts and bolts basics that have to be done for your business to be functional, but aren't the creative bringing the money in or the providing the service that people have paid for. Parts of it is just all the other stuff. But you can't ignore it. But ideally, unless you absolutely have to, you don't want to be changing a light bulb in the middle of a patient visit. Now, our building in Columbus, Georgia, is a beautiful old building. I think it was built in the late 1800s, has 13 foot tall ceilings. We installed um, ceiling fans with these really beautiful chandelier bulbs, very kind of vintage, modern-esque design. But because it's an old building and the wiring is really old, the power surges throughout the day and you don't really notice it except the chandelier bulbs blow all the time. We go through so many light bulbs. And because the ceiling fans, even though they're dropped from the ceiling, are still about 10 feet off the ground, to change out a light bulb means literally going up to the attic, pulling down the ladder, down the set of stairs, climbing up the ladder, switching out the light bulbs, climbing down the ladder, putting the ladder back up in the attic, and then going about your day. So it's, you know, it is a good, speedy, 15-minute chore, you know, if not speedy, you know, 20 plus minutes just because of the steps and if something gets interrupted or maybe there's somebody in the hallway that you've got to wait to clear because you know, the main hallway where the light bulbs blow is also the hallway the patients go down to get to the care rooms and then get to the checkout window to pay. So you can't just, you know, leave a ladder in the middle of that thoroughfare. So it's a pain. And sometimes, you know, one light bulb will go and we just ignore it until later. But if we lose two and that hallway becomes dim enough, because again, old house, high ceilings, no windows in that hallway, we have to stop our patient care day and get up on a ladder and change those bulbs. Now, finally, they make LED bulbs with chandelier bases that look good because you can also see the light bulbs the way the light is designed, um, the light bulbs are visible, and we don't want ugly looking light bulbs in our beautiful clinic. So that small thing that technology has finally caught up with our needs has made a huge difference just to the running of our day. But think about every time you change tasks, like having to change a tiny light bulb up a 10 foot ladder or an eight foot ladder, but 10 feet off the ground. That is small but over time, really, really disruptive and even destructive to your ability to make money because it just shuts down whatever you're doing and you have to do something that has to be done, but in no way produces income or momentum or you know, functionality beyond you can see where you're going. So what I recommend, number one, is just... Think about what you do on a weekly basis. You know, kind of your exercise for today is either while you're driving or ideally when you have a notebook with you. Kind of just think through Monday. What are the main things you do on a Monday? Tuesday, what are the main things you do on a Tuesday? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, weekends if you work weekends. And then go through with either different color highlighters, different color pens, and kind of categorize this into is this a 
marketing, sales, bring the money in activity? Is this a technician activity of, you know, provide the service that is my what? Or is this a kind of a keep the lights on, keep the bills paid, business chores activity? And then look at how they're scattered throughout the week. How naturally are you condensing the different types of activities into different times of day, different days? Probably not at all, because when you're in business, you know, especially a tiny business, it all comes to you if you're the owner. You know, you are where the buck stops. But you can take charge of this, and it's not even that hard. You know, step one is recognizing it. Step two is making the choice that you are going to be deliberate in which role you're playing when, as best you can. There are fires, but your goal is to put them out as, you know, so sort of prevent them as much as possible. And then sometimes let them smolder for a minute and come back and address them when you can address it fully versus just throwing Dixie, Dixie cups of water on everything for a second and then having to run back and throw another Dixie cup full of water on it. Now, what works for me is I kind of assign days of the week to the primary function that I want to do that day. So, and I like alliteration. It, it amuses me, which helps me be more productive. But for me, Monday is sort of a metrics day where I look over the week, see what's coming up, plan the major things I need to get done, um, to some extent, plan my time, check my numbers, talk to my team, get a plan for the week, um, you know, kind of anything that is a carryover problem, we talk about and come up with a plan for how to address anything that is an anticipated issue, we come up with an idea ahead of time for just in case, so we're not having to bounce back and forth in the moment. Um, so yeah, so Monday is sort of my overview day. Because of the rhythm of the services I provide, Monday tends to be a quieter day for actual appointments anyway. It's usually a very busy day on the phones for people scheduling for later in the week, um, but not a very busy day for people actually coming in. So I've been in the practice long enough that I have historic data. You guys aren't going to have that historic data probably, but you know, kind of Mondays tends to be a slow day, so it's a good day for those things anyway. Um, like I said, our practice tends to pick up throughout the week, either because it's easier for people to take a little time off on a Friday versus a Monday. Um, you know, people are already managing their entire family and their life on a Monday. They don't want to add anything to it. You know, so kind of usually Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning is when people are like, okay, <laughs> my kids are taken care of, my work is taken care of, I'm taken care of. Now I can dig into myself further and make a plan for the next goal that I have in my health. Again, we have historic data. We sort of know the rhythms of our business and we can match to that. But so for me, Mondays, like I said, kind of my money metrics, kind of, you know, planning for the weekday. Tuesday morning tends to be really good for me for creativity. And again, it tends to be a quieter time of the practice as well. So for quite a few years now, I have not gone in on Tuesday mornings. I either work from home, I go to Starbucks or the local coffee shop, but I like having a good uninterrupted chunk of time to do any kind of creative work I need to do. And I'm the one that does the majority of the marketing, the practice. So that's when I just have 
Um, and I usually start pretty early because I'm a morning person, so I'll usually be going by 7, and I have from 7 to 11 a good run of writing, design, email, campaign plannings, social media design, you know, whatever it is. I just have a big uninterrupted chunk of time, and I usually have till really about 2 o'clock before I potentially would have patients scheduled. And then Wednesday, the practice just naturally starts to get busier. So either I take off Wednesday morning as well if I have big projects done, and that's kind of my tech time. I've done a lot of my Facebook Live recordings on Wednesdays again in the morning because it tends to be a little lighter, and I've done the work Tuesday of, you know, kind of the prep, and it's easy to turn that out in an hour if I don't have much time. Um, and then, you know, usually Wednesday afternoon, all day Thursday, most of Friday are more intense technician time where I am on as a naturopathic doctor where I am in patient care mode. And then within there, it's never been a huge role of mine in our partnership to do the day-to-day -day bill paying. Um, our third partner does that. But as things come up, you know, I check in with my other clinician business partner, you know, kind of we slot things into our schedules of, hey, we need to research this. What do you think about this product? You know, I've been looking at, you know, for me, it's usually, I'm thinking about writing a blog post on this. What do you think? Or do you want to contribute? And, you know, for her, it's, I, you know, I want to change out our probiotic. Like here of a few I'm looking at, do you have any preference between these? Or have you been running into any issues with it that you want to kind of, before we make that change? And we kind of, you know, can slot those small things in. And those do fit in well in those 20 minute gaps, 30 minute gaps, even hour gaps, because we have a defined question to answer that can be answered in little chunks of time and we can make it work based on where our brain is and it's not so different than our technician brain. But that switching, deliberate focus per day and really limitation of switching within the day has made our lives so much better, <laughs> made our running our business so much easier. And that's one of the small but mighty secrets of how to have more impact, more income, and less stress is, you know, don't try to wear all three hats at once. All right, guys, so as a quick review, this is a longer um, episode, but those three hats are the money getter, so the marketing salesperson who is making sure that your who knows that you have a what that's going to help them address their why and get them in the door. Your technician is the one doing the how, actually providing the service at a really high level to solve their problem, help them with their transformation, um, you know, meet their why. And then kind of the where, when person is the tech, is the, um, bill payer, the tax person, the light bulb changer, the person making sure the cleaning people came through, you know, and you can call that the manager, but really they're more, they are more the chore person of the clinic or the chore role. So again, take a look at how your days run, how many times you're switching hats, and then think in an ideal world, how could you choose which hat you're going to wear each day or during different times of day? You know, what hat are you going to wear Monday morning? And are you going to keep that hat on for Monday afternoon? Or maybe you'll switch it at lunch, but just once. 
and maybe you wore a different hat Tuesday or maybe you like the same hat every morning, but you want to switch the hats in the afternoon. Whatever it is, everybody has a different rhythm. Everybody has a different energy. And then all of our who's have different rhythms and energies. But you can interact with your energy and their energy in a way that you are fulfilled and elevated instead of drained and overwhelmed and stuck. All right, guys, I'm Dr. Brenna Murphy. I'm the Marketing Medic. This was a longer episode today, but I will be back tomorrow where we are going to talk about you developing your voice. All right, bye.